Welcome to the Luke Brueger Podcast. Thank you so much for taking time to listen. Today I want to talk about being led by the Lord, why it is so important for us to be led by the Lord, and the number one characteristic we need to have in our lives in order to be people who are led by the Lord. Before we jump in that, into that, I want to ask you to do me a huge favor, and if you could take time and share this podcast, you can share it on social media, text it to someone that it might be a benefit to, you'd be helping me, you'd also be helping them, so you, you can share this. Also, if you could like and subscribe, that would be awesome, and I would appreciate that, so thanks for taking time to do that. I am 45 years old, which... I still consider young, even though some people probably would not, but it is old enough to have had uh, a fair share of experiences and a pretty good handful of significant experiences. And by significant, I mean the kind of experiences that, that sort of cause you to take a step back and evaluate life or see life from a different vantage point. It kind of changes your priorities, changes your perspective. It can be different for different people. Uh, experiences maybe like graduating from high school, graduating from college, getting a first job, moving out on your own, getting married, uh, having, having a child. Those kinds of significant experiences that cause you to realize what what I used to think is important isn't what's really important in life. Uh, this, this new perspective I have reveals to me what's really important. So we have these kind of moments really all through life. And so when you were little, you probably thought toys were really, really important and whatever it is you were into, getting the, the latest toy was... That, that's what was on your mind. That's what was important. And then maybe it was video games and the latest video game. And then maybe it became clothes or fashion or getting a boyfriend, getting a girlfriend or something with sports, being a star player or developing your skill. And it keeps, it keeps changing. And then when you have, have a child at some point, you realize, man, none of that stuff is important. This is what's Im important. And so we, we have these epiphany uh, perspective changing experiences kind of as we go through life. Uh, within the last year, year and a half, I've had a couple of those. My, my dad passed away about a year and a half ago. And so that was kind of one of those moments where you, you realize things and you, you see things differently and it changes the way you think, man, what, what I thought was important, maybe that wasn't what's really important in life. This is what's important. My oldest daughter just graduated from high school, and that affected me kind of in ways that I didn't expect it to. And you, you realize things. Man, time goes so fast. Life is so short. It's just moving so quick. What I thought was important isn't important. So, so we all have those. And the nature of growth is that it is progressive. And so when it comes to our understanding, when it comes to your perspective on, on life, because it's progressive, you don't know what you don't know. We're not aware of what we're, we're not aware of. The things that we're ignorant of, we don't know until someday in the future. It's only somewhere down the road that I'll understand how ignorant I am today. And that, that goes for all of us. So for example, when I was in high school, 
there, there was no such thing as an iPhone, so I didn't know how to use one. I didn't know uh, about downloading apps or what apps were or all of the features of an iPhone. I was ignorant of those things, but it didn't bother me because I, I had no idea what, what any of them were. I was ignorant of what I was ignorant of. And so the, the world keeps on changing you keep on changing, your circumstances keep on, on changing, and you don't know how much more those things will change. And our ignorance is only revealed in the presence of superior knowledge. It's only when we learn something new that that shines light on what we didn't know before. So appreciating our ignorance can only be done looking into the past. We can never do it currently because we don't know what we don't know. So when we have these moments of enlightenment and realize, man, what I thought was important isn't really what's important. Those, those are good. We should appreciate those. But one of the things that should cause us to realize is how limited our perspective really is, how, how it keeps on changing, because you have those all through life. And so again, along with appreciating whatever it is that you now realize, you should also realize that, my goodness, I've, I've had five of these epiphanies. I've had 12 of these. I've had 15 of these moments where I think, okay, I, I thought I got it. I didn't get it. Now I really get it. So one of the things we should realize in that process is how our perspective keeps on changing and it's unreliable. And so if I want to properly navigate through life, I need to rely on someone who has a perspective that isn't constantly changing. Because the way you think you get it right now, something could happen in life and cause you to realize, oh, I didn't get it now. Now I get it. Our perspective keeps on changing. And so that's one of the reasons why it's so important for us to be led by the Lord, for us to allow His Spirit to lead us, because His perspective doesn't keep changing the way, the way that ours does. I want to read to you from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, starting in verse 6. It says, Yet when I am among mature believers, I do speak with words of wisdom, but not the kind of wisdom that belongs to this world or to the rulers of this world who are soon forgotten. I want to keep reading, but he's mentioned wisdom and that there is more than one kind of wisdom. He's talking about, I, I speak with wisdom, but not worldly wisdom. Not the kind of wisdom that the rulers of this world use. Verse 7, he says, No, the wisdom we speak of is the mystery of God, his plan that was previously hidden, even though he made it for our ultimate glory before the world began. Okay, so it's not worldly wisdom he's talking about. It's the wisdom that comes from God. And he says that it was hidden, but it was hidden for our glory, for our benefit. So the wisdom of God is hidden, but it's not, it's not hidden from you. It's hidden for you. It's hidden for your benefit. And he gives an example of, of why this is. Verse 8 says, But the rulers of this world have not understood it. If they had, they would have not crucified our glorious Lord. So operating in worldly wisdom, the rulers of this world didn't understand godly wisdom. They they killed Jesus. 
And in their killing Jesus, actually their plans completely backfired. And what the devil thought was a huge victory was actually his greatest undoing. He was operating by, by worldly wisdom, but God's wisdom is, is vastly superior. And so God wants us to tap into this hidden wisdom. That's why I said it's hidden it's hidden for us, it's not hidden from us. Because if it was revealed and obvious to everyone, well, then it wouldn't be a secret plan that allows us to operate on, on a different level and cause the enemy's plans to always backfire in our lives. And he goes on to say this, that is what the scriptures mean when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. So my mind, your mind, can't think of this wisdom. It's not worldly wisdom. I, I can't think it through. My eyes, my, my mind can't figure it out. It's on a different level. I can't come up with it. So our worldly wisdom is flawed. And the only way for us to outsmart the devil is to tap into God's wisdom. And the verse, next verse, verse 10 says this, but it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. That the only way we can tap into that next level of wisdom is by the Holy Spirit. That's how he reveals those things to us. So you can access you can access the hidden things by the Holy Spirit. That it can put you ahead in life. It can make life a, a flow of God's God's life and God's grace and God's excellence instead of it being a constant a constant struggle. So the wisdom the wisdom of God can operate for you but I can't access it on my own. You can't access it on your own. It's got to be by relying, by relying on the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to read the 23rd Psalm. Starting in verse 1, it says, The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will, end, I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Having a shepherd has these incredible benefits that he starts listing out here. And one of the indications that I'm under the care of a shepherd is the fact that there is, is movement in my life, right? He, he talks about green pastures and still waters and being on right paths and going through the valley and arriving at a table. So you can just do a quick evaluation of your life. And if there's, if there's not movement, then that can be an indication that I'm not under the care of a shepherd. That stagnation should be like a, a red flag in our lives. If my life is stalled out, if it's stagnated, then I might have taken myself out from under the care of the shepherd because one of the indications that I'm under the care of a shepherd is that there is movement in my life. And as he's talking about the Lord being his shepherd, he lists, he lists some incredible benefits. Not, not having fear, not being afraid, having a feast, green pastures, still waters, being on the right paths, all, all of these things. And it's not because he's so smart. It's not because he's so talented. It's not because he's so brave or skilled. Uh, it's simply because he's under the care of a shepherd. And that alone has caused all of these blessings to begin to flow in his lives. 
in his life. And the number one characteristic that we need to have to enjoy these benefits and be led by the Lord is, is to have humility. Because I have to embrace, you have to embrace being a sheep in order to enjoy the care of a shepherd. That I have to, I have to just accept that I am a sheep to enjoy the care of a shepherd. A, a sheep isn't like a complimentary animal. I don't know of any mascot, you know, there's all kinds of animal mascots, professional teams, college teams, high school teams, lions and tigers and falcons and eagles. I don't know of any. I don't know of anyone that, that they're, the, they're the sheep because it's like a humiliating animal. People even talk about others being sheep in a derogatory way. When you talk about people that don't think for themselves, they're just kind of mindless, stupid. Those people are just a bunch of sheep. It's used as an insult. So it takes humility to really embrace the fact, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I can't figure this out on my own. I need someone to take care of me. I need to be led by, by somebody who has better perspective, better insight, better understanding. So humility really is the number one characteristic or the first step in being able to enjoy being led by the Lord. When you look at the life of, of King Solomon, who had this incredible, extraordinary wisdom and the story that talks about how God came to him and asked him, what do you want? If you remember that story, it happened after he offered this uh, amazing sacrifice. He gave to the, to the Lord, honored God with his giving. God comes to him in a dream and says, what do you want? And if you remember Solomon's reply, he, he starts talking about how he's been made king, but he's in over his head. Who can lead, who can lead a people? It, it's so numerous. I'm like I'm like a child. I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. So it was him admitting that I, it was humility that paved the way for him receiving insight and understanding and incredible wisdom to be led by the Lord and to be able to lead other other people. That humility is the first characteristic to start being led. Moses is another example. Moses was led. I mean, when you start thinking about the life of Moses, think about the details that he was led in. He, he was led on here, go to Pharaoh. Here's what I want you to say. Pharaoh's going to say this. When he says that, throw down your rod. It's going to turn into a snake. Pick it up by the tail. Then this is going to happen. I mean, he had constant details. He, he was led in amazing ways. Lead the people here. Take your rod. Say this. Do this. Go up the mountain. It's time for you to come down the mountain. He was led in amazing ways. And the Bible... that. The most impressive characteristic about Moses wasn't how smart he was, wasn't how gifted he was, wasn't how talented he was, wasn't his leadership qualities. It says this in Numbers chapter 12, verse 3. Now the man Moses was very humble, more than all men who were on the face of the earth. What was his most defining characteristic? He was the most humble man. That opened him up to be someone who can be led be led by the Lord. He knew he had to rely on God's leading. We have a need for a shepherd, for you to get through life successfully, for you to rise above challenges, for you to operate on a level of wisdom that the enemy doesn't understand. That example from, from the passage in Corinthians that we read, that even the enemy's strategies to take you out backfire and end up actually accomplishing what the Lord wants to happen in your life. It happens at this, this level of relying on the wisdom of God, but in order to tap into that, the first thing, is I've got to I've got to humble myself, take the mindset, the reliance of a sheep that I I need a shepherd in my life. 
Psalm 1625 says, there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is death. There's ways that seem right to you. There's things that seem right to me, but if I go by my own perspective, it's limited. It keeps on changing. I've got to walk according to someone else's perspective, someone whose perspective doesn't change, and that's the Lord. James 4.10 says, humble yourself before the Lord, and he will lift you up. So before God's hand comes on someone's life, and he provides direction where God wants your life to go. He wants your life to go up. He will lift you up. What do I need to do? What do you need to do? First, I need to humble myself and admit my reliance and quit trying to pretend like I've got it figured out and that I I understand things that I don't really understand. I'm like a child. I don't know what to do. God, I'm, I'm lost. I'm in over my head. I need you to lead me and to guide me. So the Bible says in in James chapter 1 that if anyone lacks wisdom, what do they need to do? They need to ask. And when we ask, we need to ask in faith. We need to ask believing. Anyone who asks not believing is like a, a wave tossed back and forth. That man shouldn't expect to receive anything from the Lord, it says in James chapter 1. So faith is a key, but even before faith, it doesn't say if anyone lacks wisdom, just believe that you have it. There's a humility point of if anyone lacks wisdom, before you believe, ask, humble yourself, admit that you don't know, God, I, I need wisdom. I don't, I don't know how to handle this situation. I don't know what to do with my kids. I don't know what to do with my marriage. I don't know how, what, what the next step is in my career. That God values people that humble themselves and put their reliance on him. So let, let's take a minute and do that right now, just to, to confess and admit our lack of understanding on our own and our dependence our dependence on the Lord so we can walk in his wisdom and allow him to guide us and direct us, our need for a shepherd. Let let me pray with you. Father, we love you. We thank you for your your goodness. Thank you for your word. Thank you that you want to be a shepherd in our lives. And Lord, we understand that all of the benefits, walking with protection, walking in right paths, having a feast prepared for us, green meadows, still waters, lacking nothing, Lord, all of those benefits come by us embracing and accepting our role as sheep reliant on a shepherd. And so, Lord, we confess our need for wisdom, our need for your guidance, our need for direction. Lord, our, the faulty, flawed nature of our own wisdom, how flimsy and temporary even our best insight and perspective is. And so, Lord, I ask for wisdom for myself and each person listening to this podcast. Father, supernatural wisdom and insight in every situation that concerns them. Lord, when it comes to relationship, finances, ministry, opportunities, what the next step of their life is. God, they wouldn't rely on themselves, but they would rely on you as their shepherd to lead them and guide them along the right paths. And Father, as we do that, it would bring honor and glory to your name. Lord, I speak blessing on each person listening. I thank you for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. See you next time on the Luke Burger Podcast.